Hello, human peoples. You're listening to the podcast network of Gamefully Unemployed. Support us and gain access to great exclusive podcasts like Fox Mulder is a Maniac, Tom and Jeff Watch Batman, Star Trek The Next Futurama, and our latest show, Spiel Boys. Head over to patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. We do game streaming, movie nights with our patrons every Friday night, and you can even commission your own podcast about anything you want. Literally anything, within reason. And we have to do it. You are quite frankly out of excuses not to go visit patreon.com slash gamefullyunemployed. That's patreon.com slash G-A-M-E-F-U-L-L-Y unemployed, which is spelled like it sounds. Who the hell am I? I'm a construction worker. I have to go to the bathroom. I said, be right back. I'm a cop, you idiot. Pasta. I'm Detective John Kimball. Who is your daddy? Answer the question. And what does he do? Put that cookie down. Welcome to a brand new episode of Into the Mr. Universe. <laughs> exactly. This yep. is a this is a podcast where we're jumping through all the Schwarzenegger universes mm-hmm. and talking about uh, how is he different in this vast multiverse of Schwarzenegger. Multiverses are in right now. Uh, They're so hot uh, right now. They're so hot. Yeah. We are been, quantum been, leaping through all of the Arnold verses. We are. And we're going to talk about the plot of the movie and how his performance does and other performances. It's We're going to have a great time. This is brought to you by our producer, Norm from Cheers. Norm! That's right. That's the Norm from the Cheers. The Norm. George Went is sponsoring yep. this podcast. Yeah. that's We'll put it on our resumes. Uh, thank you, Norm from Cheers. Uh, we appreciate you. We appreciate this, this premise because it's uh, enabling us to watch Schwarzenegger films. Which and uh, like say it, every episode we say this, but like this is a show we would have conceivably done on our own. So it's yeah, like perfect. Every, it's perfect. Every, <laughs> there isn't a single film that I sit down and go, oh, okay, good. right? Because yeah, it's you sit down it's like, oh, this one is next. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Every every single one's a delight. Arnold had a fucking incredible decade in the 1980s. It's all yeah. just period. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe when we hit like expendable expendables, there'll be some ones that will like, be a bit from, of a slog. From Eraser on, like I still love Eraser. So okay, let me yeah. amend that. From the sixth day on, it's gonna get kind of rough for a while. Um, yes, but yeah, it'll be fine. But right now, let's enjoy we'll, it. We'll dive because... across that exploding bridge when we have to. <laughs> exactly. Um, for now, we're up to 1988's Twins. Twins, directed by Ivan Reitman. Sure, sure is. Uh, Tom, when was the last time you saw Twins? I watched half of Twins two years ago. Okay, um, I hadn't seen for, it since I was a child. Yeah, but before then, it has been since probably the eighties. Yeah, and I, I think this is one of the hardest ones to remember because I, I, I have these like vague, like dreamlike memories of Twins, mm-hmm. uh, and I know now why because this movie is fucking batshit and the plot is nothing you'd expect it to be this is of course arnold schwarzenegger and danny devito uh arnold schwarzenegger is a genetically enhanced superman mm-hmm. who uh rowboats to la to find he, his twin brother he rowboats to the airport the, to get to la oh right that's yeah. fair um who his twin brother who is a afterbirth uh, <laughs> danny devito <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that and uh, and then a bunch of things happen that aren't isn't really related to that this, starting premise. There was a period in the late '80s, like the last four years of the 1980s, where um, uh, comedy premises were just crime thrillers with jokes in them. 
Oh yeah. It was Which I'm not so, against. I know I'm not against that either, but it was so weirdly common uh in the 80s specifically. Yeah, um, and, and this is one I of them. Yeah, and I would imagine if I was sick of that trope and I saw this, I'd be pissed cuz this promises to not be that. It's like, oh, it's like a family thing or like these two guys and they're trying to get along and then it's oh, no, crime thriller and it's like what the fuck, yeah, man? Yeah, there's like a crime um, thriller subplot. It's very strange. Yeah. I have a few facts about this that I looked up, uh, and we don't normally do this, but so for for starters, during production, the title was briefly changed to Brothers to avoid avoid confusion with another movie that at the time was called Twins. It was was called Twins because that was the book it was based off of. Tom, a 1988 movie called Twins. Can you guess what that was? Hmm. Hmm. I'll tell you. That movie was yeah, changed me. to Dead Ringers. Of course. Uh, of course. <laughs> so, like, this has confusion with Dead Ringers, David Cronenberg's film. Very different film. <laughs> this was also originally titled... And, and, and in many ways, the same film. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. This was also originally titled The Experiment, Um but then that name, according to the trivia, that name was dropped because of Arnold Schwarzenegger's German background. Which is um, funny because this movie begins and is built on the premise of full-blown Nazi eugenics. Yeah, it is. Yeah. Um, it's, we're final... inter- we're, it, okay, I'm sorry. Go oh, ahead. no, no. Go, okay. Well, one final piece of trivia that you'll be very um, interested in, and I'm not, I can't confirm this one. I've seen it in multiple... Um, Sites and they say it's according to like interviews, um, but apparently Arnold Schwarzenegger and Danny DeVito were given the option to do Suburban Commando instead of Twins, and had they chose that, Twins would have gone to Hulk Hogan. Uh, hmm. I don't know if I don't know what to make of that. I'm not sure if that because the years don't add up. Right, Suburban Commando didn't come out till 1991. Right. Well, you know, that's a more complicated film to shoot, Tom. So it probably that's took true. A lot of moving parts in yeah. suburban. <laughs> yeah, I don't know about that one. It shows up on multiple websites about this movie. But sometimes the Internet has that like that weird like trivia cycle where they're all like it's, taking from each other and inter- no one actually has confirmed it. There's the Internet is telephone. Yeah, we, we, we yeah people yeah. are aware of this. But like, yeah, it's a, a fact will appear unsourced somewhere. And then other sites will just repeat that fact so that it becomes right. a, that it becomes a fact because, oh, and it's just, yeah, a bunch of places referencing each other and nobody with a primary source. Very common problem uh, in yes. Internet media. Um, but I want to believe. Sure. I mean, I what, mean what, maybe what are you going to say about the Nazi stuff. Because, yeah, okay, so this the, movie is the movie, vaguely Nazi. Not even vaguely. The movie begins yeah. with narration from a fucking German doctor. You're right. Talking about yes, talking about how no, he's it begins (laughs) with a a thick ass German accent explaining to us this experiment to create the perfect the perfect human by combining the genetics of six of the most pristine genetic examples of human beings in the world, like uh, these men who are. Physicists who are athletes, uh, you know, brilliant poets, uh, uh, expert strategists. It's eugenics. 
And it's all it being is. explained to us by a guy with a thick German accent. And the product of this eugenics is Arnold Schwarzenegger. <laughs> it's fucking wild. Where they're like, okay, for, so for this one, we, uh, we want to do a buddy comedy when one of them is a Nazi Superman. Mm-hmm. And the other is Danny DeVito. Yeah, <laughs> right. that, it's immediately unhinged. The, the, we're we're yeah. in the plot now. Yeah. It's it's so elaborate and there's so much front loading yeah. um, of inter- information. It's dizzying. And then... Yeah, and then the Nazi Superman, Arnold Schwarzenegger, they also make him like per- they're like he made we, the Nazis made the perfect man, and he was, and he was, he was great. He's just perfect. He's a perfect man. <laughs> yeah, he's perfect. Yeah. Um, they, there's no like pushback on that idea. Mm-mm. They never say Nazi or eugenics, but like. Yeah, but it's, they don't need to. Like, like, and then later in the film, like Danny DeVito, very pointedly keeps repeating Brazil to Arnold. Yeah. It's like, I could have been halfway to Brazil. And he gives him like this meaningful look. And then he says it again, like a, a, a scene later. So it's there. It's like, what the fuck are you doing, Ivan Reitman? I don't know. They're winking <laughs> about some Nazi shit, which yeah. is a weird way to begin your movie. <laughs> yeah. This movie I mean, is this, unhinged. Again, this, is this is the thing. It's comedies at this time. You watch Back to the Future. You watch Ghostbusters. There's always these things where you're like, wait, what? Yeah. What the fuck? fuck like that it just like slipped in um it's it's uh it's interesting i mean it's not even about like it's not even about like quote unquote like wokeness or like you can't say things anymore mm-hmm. it's more of like this is like a decision that's just like what a weird decision it's just weird yeah it's yeah. it's there's so many weird things in this movie and it the plot is so meandering and keeps introducing new ideas that are not simple ideas yeah this is a this is a movie that I think they've made they made a million movies like this. We just don't remember what what's that one with the woman with strange luck that we watched? Do you remember that? Oh God! And then they get the guy who Pure has luck. weird luck. Pure luck. Yeah, with um, uh, Danny Glover and Martin Short. Yes. So I would compare this to that because when you look at Pure Luck, the problem with Pure Luck is I love Danny Glover and Martin Short, but they aren't carrying the film enough. No. And the premise is fucking out of its mind that you're like, wait, what? So it's 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 so out of its mind that it's not even memorable. That it's like, like for I I had struggled to remember it. This movie lives and dies by the fact that the two stars are carrying it. I would argue that's the only you had mentioned earlier that you had like vague dreamlike memories of this movie. Before I rewatched it recently and then rewatched it for this podcast, the only memory I had of this film is its poster. Right. I I remembered the Sylvester Stallone part. I remembered little moments. I remembered this weird like this weird like uh retro futurist look to the the island. The island, like yeah, yeah. Which I, I now realize was not retro at the time. But um He just like the I, movie. <laughs> I remembered the ending vaguely. I was like, I remember this like brutalist like factory like that they were running through. And again, it's like the most unhinged memories because you're like, that surely that can't be the yeah, film. Yeah, obviously that's not the film. It's yeah. like it's like when you look at the poster for Turner and Hooch and then you explain to somebody what Turner and Hooch is about. You're like, right. wait, what? Like every yeah, comedy was out of your mind. Yeah, every comedy was not every comedy, but like a lot of comedies were like this. Yeah. It begins on like a weird Bond villain island. Yeah. With a and Nazi what? Ubermensch. This isn't what we're describing isn't bad. Like no. I would say more comedies should be weird. Yeah. Uh, it's just 
and during this time they were they were all like this so yeah it's hard to keep up together. and there's so many weird like just like that premise should have been it like the the, yeah. the, the, the movie begins with on his 35th birthday his fucking nazi doctor dad tells arnold his name is julius that he has a twin brother who lives in los angeles they separated them at at birth because like danny devito whose name is vincent was a surprise so they sent right. him to uh, Los Angeles, um, and Julius gets really excited, and he's like, it's finally time for me to leave the island. So he leaves the island, and it's, you know, we get a couple of cute scenes of where, you know, he's been raised by just old doctors, and everything he knows about the world is stuff he's experienced secondhand. So it's a fish-out-of-water story, and then they have this mismatched buddy cop dynamic, because obviously Danny DeVito and, and Arnold, you can, the, the differences between them are visual, like immediate. Um, yeah. And then they have, you know, we, we see Danny DeVito is like this kind of grifter character and Julius is very earnest and, and honest and upright and very childlike in a lot of ways. So they're like, oh, this is going to be fun. So that's enough. That's a movie right there. That's, that's a premise. A but they and add, they Danny add... DeVito like constantly correcting Arnold Schwarzenegger when he says anti-Semitic stuff. <laughs> You'd think that'd be in there. Like, I, yeah, I need to I need to stop on the island because it does imply that the Nazi scientist created this uh, Superman and then was like just hung around and didn't know what to do with him, and then just said, "Yeah, you can leave." There's no end game. Like, yeah, it's unclear what yeah. the purpose of this was. Well, it feels like they they were doing Nazi stuff, and then suddenly they're like, "Okay, we got to keep it real on the DL." Yeah, the Nazi stuff to the point that yeah, they they clearly didn't teach Arnold any Nazi stuff because he's such a nice, pure soul. Mm-hmm. Um, so it, it's like retired. Not it's weird because it doesn't. Again, it's it's Nazi Superman. But it's not like saying, and this is bad. Right. It's, it's just like, they just, and uh, you know, it, it's fine. They just created him and he lives on this weird island utopia with these doctors just because there's like, they never identify yeah. a reason for why they, they did go this. Back, yeah. And the doctors are just like, yeah, you can leave. That was always an option. Right. Yeah. Like, so he's just yeah. living there. That's it. Yeah. But yeah, so that like he's almost is a movie. He's, he's almost middle aged, right? <laughs> like it's ridiculous. Yeah, this what was is the movie. goal here? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. Uh, I think I I really feel like it's one of those things where the program was shut down, and then they're like, "Well, we're just gonna live here. Like, I don't want to go anywhere else." It's Tom. It's like the um, TNG episode where Worf finds out that his dad might be a prisoner mm-hmm. uh, for Romulans. Yeah, and sure. And he goes there, and it turns out that it's a prison camp that after the war, nobody wanted to go home, and they all just hang out. It's that. It's that. Where it's like, it feels like the experiment is over, and then they're like, what do we do? And it's like, well, we could kill him and burn everything. Or, you know what? This island's pretty sweet, so let's all just live here. Yeah. Like, that's what it feels like. Let's build a bunch of geodesic domes on this island. Yeah. Fuck it. But uh, yeah, that could have been, it's, it could have been Crocodile Dundee, you know? It could have been Danny DeVito teaching him the way. And then we learn that Danny DeVito is a scumbag yeah. through and through. He's a real Frank. Uh, he, uh, like, he, I, I said that aloud. Like in the scene where he, it, the scene, be, it's a funny scene. Well, it's a good gag. Yeah. Uh, where it begins with him like getting thrown out of a, of a store on Hollywood Boulevard with this giant cardboard box. And he's like, yeah, he says something to the effect of, what do you mean? Are you trying to lowball me? These are quality socks. Yeah. So I said aloud to the empty room, oh, this is just Frank Reynolds. <laughs> it is. It really is. 
because he's just a grifter and he just like like every parking ticket he gets and he gets a lot he just tosses on the ground like he's a man what i love about him is that he's 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 the like they they allude to this later is that like he's not just a grifter he's bad at it so like he's just his own worst enemy mm-hmm. is the idea like he's just constantly like it's just like pay the parking tickets man but instead he has to get arrested because <laughs> he didn't pay any parking tickets yeah little things like that and then he he doesn't learn from his mistakes he's just a bad grifter uh and uh tom mm-hmm. he fucks he does fuck women cannot I get l- enough of danny devito in this universe and i, I adore it I love this era of Danny DeVito. Young yeah. Danny DeVito. With his ponytail. Because he fucks. Yeah, yeah, he does. Like, uh, that, and that's, and a, so, that's the thing. Like, I don't disbelieve it. Like, I'm like, sure. No. Okay. No, <laughs> he chows down on the puss. Yeah, man. That's what he does. He's breaking backs all across yeah. Los Angeles. Absolutely. He's he's juggling women in this. He is. Um, yeah. And so the idea is... Uh, yeah, he gets he gets arrested because of his outstanding parking tickets. Schwarzenegger bails him out, and then he keeps. At first, it's like another grift where he's just trying to get money and protection from Schwarzenegger. Right, and of and course, he, uh, he also, of course, doesn't believe that Arnold is really his brother. He's like, "Yeah, sure, okay, <laughs> right. I'll just ride this for as long as I can grift you." Yeah, right. And so then we learn that he's a car car thief along with being a grifter, and this is where the movie just adds another movie because he steals a car. That was specifically left in a garage um, by criminals. And mm-hmm. David Caruso, the parking garage attendant yep. who works for Danny DeVito, calls him and he's like, I got another good one. And it, Danny DeVito steals the car that turns out that it has something extremely valuable in the back. And a hitman starts chasing him. And the, he, also takes, he also takes the identity of the driver... That, who's the hitman, the hitman. The hitman yeah. who is uh, um, to Quato. deliver this thing? It's Quato, it's Quato from Total Recall. Yeah, it's Marshall Bell. Yeah, the uh, and uh, the the military guy that Mulder really wanted to be friends with. Yeah, and Fallen Angel. <laughs> yeah, what we're gonna learn is that the thing in the trunk is a new military style like engine. It's like, it's like a like, fuel what? injection what? engine or yeah. something. It's like a th- another just layer. Just make it gold. Just yeah. make it jewels. <laughs> what are we doing? Well, they didn't... Like, when he opens it and it's like this weird complicated device, like, the first thing I thought of was like, oh, it's a nuke. Right. But, I mean, it, it, like, it could have been anything. It does, that's, that's not the point. But yes. it's just... The, but why make it complicated? Right, yeah. Adding another layer of how it's like this new, exciting, uh, clean energy technology. <laughs> so it's like yeah. this whole other layer. <laughs> So fucking weird. And so this is an entirely different movie all of a sudden. And then another movie creeps in where Arnold Schwarzenegger um, is like, we should track down our our mother. Our mom, yeah. And do a road trip. That's another movie. Just a road trip. And Danny DeVito is like, okay, because it's on the same uh, path as this fucking car thing. Right. He's he's, trunk thing. He has to deliver the car to to, uh, some guy named, what was his name? Beetroot? Beetroot, Mr. Yeah, Beetroot, he's got to deliver the car to Mr. Beetroot in Houston, and their mom is apparently in Santa Fe. Yeah, so now it becomes like a double road trip. Their their respective girlfriends join because Arnold Schwarzenegger has already found a lady because he's Arnold Schwarzenegger. Right. Um, it's basically 19- the first the first woman he runs into. Yeah, it's nineteen eighty eight Arnold Schwarzenegger. So 
Yeah. Um, it's then it, there's a there that's like a whole other thing. There's like a yeah. like a romantic comedy between Danny DeVito and his girlfriend who is Chloe Webb, uh Nancy from Sid and Nancy. Yeah. Um and her sister who is Kelly Preston. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking uh, it's just like I can't handle all of this. Yeah, this this is too much movie. There's so much movie. So many yeah. movies contained within this movie. It really it's like Eating six ramen packets at once yeah. is just overwhelming and disorienting. Um, and so that's fucking Christ. That's the other part of it. Mm-hmm. And then, all, all while, by the way, there's like Randy Newman-ass music in this whole movie, too. It's just like jaunty oh, yeah. piano. Yeah. Um, Standard so 80s like, comedy music. Like, even as, pe- yeah. even as like uh, fucking Quato is like shooting his way through Los Angeles, it's still like this Randy Newman-ass yeah. Tickling the ivories <laughs> between each scene. This movie is out this of movie fucking is control. Unhinged. It really is. Um and then there's the oh there's another trip. plot. There's another plot where these mobsters who are all brothers and cousins. Oh my god. There's like one mobster who looks like the mobster from the first season of Barry, but I don't think it is. It's because the timing doesn't add up. He'd be way too old right. in Barry. Um, but like all there's like, so there's like a, like a running gag with this mobster that all of his uh, leg breakers are, are different brothers of his. And they're all like these yeah. kind of like big block dude, like big blocks of men. Um, and it starts and, with them being like, where's my money? And so you think like, Oh, this is the villain. Yeah. This will be the villain. of. But the no, Unrelated no. villain. They just he they're loan sharks that Danny DeVito owes the money. Arnold beats up one of them when they come to collect, uh, and then they keep coming back. There's like a scene where two more of them come back. There's a scene where they like show up at a club where they're where uh, they're dancing and hold the two women hostage, and, and Arnold beats the shit out of them at this club. There's a scene where they run afoul of Quato, and Quato shoots two of them. There's like a whole yeah. other set of villains in this movie. Yeah. Oh my god! And so, they they yeah they just deal with those on the on the side. Um, they of uh, they drive down. They go to the mom's compound. They realize she's like stupid rich. But then the woman in the compound is like, no, she died. Yeah. Um, they reveal very quickly. No, that's the mom, and she just doesn't believe that they're her sons. Yeah. Because, because the mom was lied to and told like her kid died. She wasn't told there was twins. Yeah, which is because uh, the Nazis. Yeah, another layer that's like never explained. So they were both told both Danny, well, both Danny DeVito and Arnold were told that their mother died during childbirth. Uh, Danny DeVito found out at a very like when he was like five at the orphanage that he grew up in that his mom was actually alive and and living in Los Angeles, and he just never went to see her because he was told that she abandoned him. But then she right. was told that she gave birth to one kid, and then that kid died. So it's like the Nazis are telling three different lies to these people. Yeah. It's so weird. For what purpose? Like, what was know. the point of this experiment? And the Nazis, you think they just kill her or something right. afterwards? But by the way, uh, in the in the the introductory montage where we have the the German not fucking Nazi scientist explaining all this to us, uh, their mom is Heather Graham. Did you notice that? Yes, it's I like, noticed that. It's like Heather Graham's first movie, I think. So fucking weird. Yeah, young, uh, yeah. young Mom is played by Heather Graham in the opening yep. minutes of this movie. Um, so they're on this road trip. By the way, the prize, Danny DeVito is, is being offered $5 million. That's what the hitman was offered. Yeah. Um, 
And then and um, people don't not get murdered over that amount of money. So no, yeah, people get murdered plenty in this. Um, <laughs> There's so many murders in David this film. Caruso. I'm almost. We were talking about this before. David Caruso gets uh, gets captured by the hitman who kills everybody, and so we don't see him die. But I'm pretty sure he dies. Pretty sure David Caruso um, is killed in this film. Yeah. Yeah. And then. Um, Jesus Christ. So they, 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 there's that brief moment where they think they're going to find their mom. And that's like the um, low point. Danny DeVito ditches them all in the side of the road. Yep. Uh, and then the girlfriend, his girlfriend is like explains because he, he's keeping all the information from Arnold. And so the girl, because he's too innocent, girlfriend explains it. Um, and he goes uh, using his twin psychic twin powers, which is just introduced at the end. Um, do you remember the psychic twin powers, Tom? They like because that is they, in this. They hint at it throughout the film, but it's in like funny, inconsequential ways. Like they'll they'll reach for their he named his cat. Vincent, he know, names his like he named his cat Julius, and Julius, it, they'll sorry. reach for their glasses during dinner the same way. They like wash their hands the same way. It's been stuff like that, and then all of a sudden right. they can read each other's thoughts at yeah. the end of the film. <laughs> One more <laughs> thing in this film, and Arnold Schwarzenegger uses his mind-reading powers to track down Danny DeVito, who it turns out that the criminals who want the engine are like, well, we don't care who delivers it. Here's your $5 million. Um, and then uh, fucking, uh, what's his name? Total Recall. Um, Quato uh, is... Uh, is like he killed he kills the he kills the airplane people and then he's trying to kill Danny DeVito mm-hmm. uh, and uh, he hunts him in this like uh, in this factory yeah it's uh, like in a this lab it's like a fuel like, depot with the huge yeah. fuel tanks you guys have seen him and then uh, Schwarzenegger I really like this moment Schwarzenegger direct distracts him while Danny DeVito's getting away and then Danny DeVito hears that it's his brother and he's just like ah fuck. And they like, for a second, everybody just stops fighting. And he's just like, okay, here's your money. Here's your money. And he's just mad at Schwarzenegger. And he's like, you win. Um, And then Quattro is like, well, I'm still going to kill you. So they drop the longest chain in the world on him. (laughs) It's very very funny. It's very funny. It just keeps falling. Like they pull a lever and this little chain drops and hits him in the head and knocks him out. And then the chain just, it's like 500 yards of chain (laughs) falls on him. Yeah, I was actually... So I do want to talk about the humor of this movie because it's very grounded. It's very of its time. Yeah. Which is like, this used to be what humor was, which is him like telling him about nuked food, you know? And Arnold Schwarzenegger just being like, ah, shucks, cute. Just dazzled by have, microwave eggplant Parmesan. Yeah. Yeah. And it's all very like human. It's like, there's nothing like outrageous about it. It's not like, it's not over the top. And then this one moment happens. That's ridiculous. And and it's like, it's fine. It's like interesting because it's like a slow burn comedy. Yeah, it just ke- yeah yeah. Um, and then at the end, uh, they give back the money because Schwarzenegger is good. There's this whole subplot where they meet one of the Nazi scientists who, to his face, calls him like and Danny DeVito all the bad things and like this slop of afterbirth evil. Yeah. And so it, there's an element of like Schwarzenegger is making him good. They return the money. They start their own business. Uh, they subtly reveal, Arnold Schwarzenegger says, what well, didn't it feel good to return that $4 million? Yeah. So we realize, oh, Danny DeVito took a million. He stole a million, of course. And then they go to the carousel from Face Off, and they have babies. <laughs> they sure do. 
Well, yeah. their, their mom shows up first, and they and, and oh, right. yeah, their mom shows up, and it's like, sorry, I lied. I thought you were scammers. I'm your mom, and they have this happy right. re- reunion. And then yeah, they go to the face-off carousel where they each have uh, sets of twins with their respective uh, squeezes. Yeah, and then they will find out that Eddie Murphy is their third twin. Apparently, eventually. yeah. I mean, why not? Sure, Tom. I wanna I wanna point something out to you that maybe you are is already evident. I don't know. Mm-hmm. It, it clicked in me. So this is a story starring Arnold Schwarzenegger as a relentless Superman. Like he's superhuman almost. Yes. Muscle guy who's never been to civilization, coming to civilization, uh, meeting a weird tiny grifter man and proceeding to beat a bunch of people up while maintaining uh, like an innocence. Mm-hmm. What does that sound like to you? I don't know. The Iron Giant. It sounds like Hercules in New York. Oh, it, it is. Not? It does. Yeah. yeah. This is Hercules in New York. It really is. Yeah. Yeah. It's just Only, they did a better version. Yeah. Arnold is much more adorable and charismatic in this film. Like this movie. Yeah, her, he's not an asshole. He's not Hercules a dickhead. Yeah. An asshole. yeah. Hercules is a real prick. <laughs> uh, my God. Yeah. So should we move on to the technically, yeah, not, technically Arnold? not Arnold? This is um, interesting because this movie, as we've said, is uh, out of its gourd. Um, and, and as such, it's kind of forgettable as a film. But like, I think this performance is like one of the most important performances of Arnold's career yep. at this point. So uh, a little trivia here, mm-hmm. because this is from an interview with Schwarzenegger. This was, of course, his first time in a comedy. Yes. If you don't count Hercules. If you don't count Hercules, yeah. Um, it's his first comedy. The studio saw it as a significant risk uh, because they're like, we'd rather have you do an action film. So Schwarzenegger took zero salary in exchange for a share in the film's profits. Um, Danny DeVito and Ivan Reitman made similar deals. I think just, again, because the studio was like, we're not sure about this. Um, they made a shit ton of money thanks to that decision. Um, <laughs> in an interview, uh, he, Schwarzenegger said it was the decision to invest in himself. And he, he, and he thought it was one of the best decisions of his entire life. And I think he's right. This is an extremely important yeah. role for this, Arnold Schwarzenegger. It really demonstrates what he can do. Like he's yeah. No one believed he could do it. He's so good in this movie. I mean, they both are. Obviously, Danny DeVito is going to kill it in anything. Yeah, he's but in. Danny DeVito is. Yeah, he's Danny DeVito. Schwarzenegger. It's like this is. He's putting himself out there. Yeah, he's like so fucking cute in this movie. Yeah. he's just an adorable and, man, and he's so good at playing it. Like he's so earnest, believably so. Like he's in on the joke. He knows how to play this character. Uh, it's it's. Like we were talking about in the Commando episode, where he seemed to already be aware of how to use his image uh, in, in a way to do sort of. Um, he he already was aware of how to play with his image. I guess is what I'm trying to say. Yeah, no, he. You could you could argue like yeah, he owes a lot of his career to Ivan Reitman for believing in him and so on. Yeah. But Arnold Schwarzenegger knew what to do. What I, my, my thoughts on this film is that a lot of the humor feels like it was baked in by Ivan Reitman in case Schwarzenegger can't do the performance. Yeah. What I mean by that is it's mostly situational. Yeah. It's like, oh, look, you know, listen to him singing Yakety Yak. 
Like, it doesn't matter how you perform it. That's going to be funny. Or like, you know, Gentle Giant. Oh, he goes to L.A., he immediately gets ice cream, then a hot dog, then pizza, then a taco, then soda. Like, that's that's not like a performance. That's like the writing. Mm-hmm. But then Schwarzenegger performed it beautifully. Yeah. So it just makes it even better. And so, like, from this point on, like, the kinds of movies he does start to open up a lot more. Um, yeah. Oh, Schwarzenegger had said in interviews that after this movie, people started sending him comedy scripts. Yeah. yeah. Like, a bunch. And like, he just... And that's... Yeah. This is... I think, like, out, like next to The Terminator, this is, like, the most important movie of his career, right? Yeah. yeah. I, would, I would liken this to, like, John Cena today, right? Yeah. Uh, yeah. Where you're like, oh, you can be funny. Okay. That, and, well, that and completely and he, changes your career. And then not just funny, like when you like Peacemaker for John Cena, you're like, oh, you're like funny, but you, you can, can also act. you can carry a thing. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, like this is uh, like <laughs> this, this is no different because it's yeah. like we're not relying on action. And in fact, the action is bad in this. Uh, well, it's, it's just because you know, it's a comedy. It's, it's pro. Comedy. It's, it's pro wrestling. Like he'll grab a yeah. guy and throw him, and that's like, oh, he's so strong. But that's it. Like that's yeah. That's all it needs to be. It is a comedy at heart, and yeah. so. Like when he he delivers lines that genuinely made me laugh. I did nothing. The pavement was his enemy. Yeah, the pavement was That's his such, enemy. <laughs> such a good line. Also, <laughs> yeah. the fact that when he meets his brother, one of the first things he says is, "Now we can go to museums together." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and it's just he's so naive and happy-go-lucky, and then the performances are so fucking good. Um, when, he, when he buys him the t-shirt that says born to be bad and Arnold is so yeah. fucking delighted by it. He's so cute. <laughs> when he says, I've only been driving an hour and he's all proud of himself. Yeah. <laughs> it, it's That's what it is, is he plays it so adorably. Yeah. He's not afraid to be not tough. And that's the mm-hmm. idea in this, is that he's a pacifist. Yeah. Um, and he's so... he's. It's uh, it, it really is unlike anything he's done. Yeah. It's closest to Hercules in New York, but that movie obviously is not this. Yeah. This is... He's also blonde. Yeah. I mean, he normally is, I think. No, he dyed his hair. I oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah, I think this character, uh, in terms of technically not Arnold, is pretty significant yeah like this is yeah. like very identifiably different from a lot of the, the the characters he's played up to this point um yeah this is <laughs> this is one of this my is, favorite arnold performances it really is the movie is fine <laughs> the movie's fine it, but he's fucking it, great yeah. in this movie <laughs> and it can't it really can't be understated that this is a pivotal moment yeah like this is like this is like this is uh this is back to the future, like punching Biff where it's like, this is a, this will change his life. Mm-hmm. This movie. Yeah. This decision. No, it makes sense why he says, I consider this the best decision of my career because it absolutely is. Yeah, you he would can, have had a completely different career. Yeah. You can look at his filmography and just before this movie and then after this movie and it becomes like, we, we've already talked about how um, his filmography before this was really interesting and unique because he was it's really not as many straightforward action movies as you might think it's a lot of weird shit um and then from this point on it opens up even more into like more comedies he does yeah it almost gets more normal after this because suddenly the mainstream is like oh welcome 
Right, you know, like you, it's you, he's yeah. like he suddenly becomes more of like like a Denzel Washington or somebody who's not pigeonholed into any yeah. particular genre. Even though obviously action is still his bread and butter for many more years after this, but like he's able to do a lot of other things, and it was like this movie that sort of demonstrated that he could do that. Right, and I don't know how this is probably Ivan Reitman as well, but you could have fucked this up. Oh, like, sure. If they made him like a very serious guy, like the straight man to Danny DeVito, you could see that instinct, right? It's like, oh, he's an action star. Let's make him serious and tough. Mm-hmm. And they didn't. They made him like this big baby, and it's great. Right. So they're, they're, that's a, a really important decision, too, I think, is that between the two of them, uh, DeVito and Schwarzenegger, there isn't really a straight man. Like, DeVito's kind you would of... You argue DeVito is more the straight he, man. He is more of, but he's still not exactly. Like, he's still like the wacky... Like you yeah. could, like you could see them doing he's a, a version. He's a little grumpy. Yeah. So like, yeah. You could very easily see them doing a version of this movie where he's just, um, where it's more like Hercules in New York, like you were saying earlier, where yeah. he is still Devito's still the same character, but he's really relying on having this like, oh, I've got this huge bodyguard now, so I can get away with more, and Arnold just kind of being like this stiff Terminator type lump, you know? Uh, right. But and in, I do think yeah. that's on. Ivan Reitman for letting Arnold Schwarzenegger do his thing for taking that risk on him, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I assume there were screen tests and stuff like they, they, I saw a trivia about that where they were talking about how they were really scared about this movie. And then the moment they were watching dailies and everybody in the room was laughing, they were like, Oh, okay, we, we got a comedy. It's a comedy, you know? Um, (laughs) and of course some, some of the comedy is dated because a lot of the comedy hinges on, um, he's a big guy. He's a little guy. Not as much of it as I would have expected, but yeah. Yeah. Like most uh, most of the comedy comes from Arnold being a little goof. Like he's he's dressed like a like a kid who just took things out of his dad's closet. Like he shows up in LA in a yeah. blazer and shorts and then socks with sandals, I think. Yeah, yeah, he looks like, like a jackass. He looks like a fucking idiot. But it's so great. It's great. <laughs> um Do you want to talk about Definitely, Definitely not, not Arnold. Arg- sure. Not Arg- Arnold. Yeah, these are the best side characters. Obviously, Vincent. Danny yeah, DeVito. obviously Danny DeVito. Yeah. He fucks so hard that he fucked a nun as a kid. He did. That's a. He's that's a another. That's another weird wrinkle that we didn't address earlier. No, the is, nun fucking is that there's all. this barely mentioned. There are two lines about this, but he got kicked out of the orphanage because he fucked a nun when he was twelve. Which is yep. really means the nun, an adult woman, yeah, fucked a twelve-year-old boy. He got raped by a nun. He got, is yeah, what he got saying. raped by a nun. So the nun <laughs> left they, the order, and he got kicked out of the orphanage. But there is two sentences in yeah. this film devoted to this subplot, right? Because this is the eighties. They're like, he fucked the nun yeah. because he's so cool. Yeah, like, exactly. I disagree. I disagree uh, with that interpretation of the. Events. I think Danny DeVito is suffering from some trauma. And yeah, shaped the way there, there's is. like piles and piles of trauma that they yeah. just sort of, which some of it's handled well in a subtle way because we sort of get, you know, we understand as the movie progresses and we learn more about what his understanding of his situation is. It's like, oh, he's bitter. He thinks the world didn't want him. He thinks the world discarded him. So that's why he's the way he is. Right. But and like, it, what we learn is that yeah. he's kind of right. Yeah. Like, that's the thing is the idea is like, Schwarzenegger has this magical view of our mother and stuff. And Danny DeVito's character is like, that's what all the orphans think. You were just, yeah, you were just thrown away. You were inconvenienced. And then there's a 
and then he's like a shitty guy. And then there's a part where he's faced with this scientist being like, yeah, we didn't want you. You were all the bad parts of our experiment. You are destined to be a piece of shit. And like that's it, it's actually fairly complex as a character because mm-hmm. it's Danny DeVito basically saying like, no, like he has to he has to face the idea of like, no, I'm not. I'm not a piece of shit. I can hold this baby. Yeah. He used to be a piece of shit. Um, <laughs> yeah. No, it, it, that is kind of the ending. Yeah, pretty much. It. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's so weird that they just throw that away with two lines. Yeah, the nun fucking is yeah. not unnecessary. It's so strange. Like, we didn't yeah. need they that can development. They have the other stuff. Yeah. That, uh, yeah. Uh, I love... Yeah. So there's that character. Yeah, and he's he's doing great. He's li- he has like a fancy crime building that he like his office is in. Mm-hmm. It's really funny to me. Um, he's like he's like high end scumbag. I I couldn't tell, but yeah, he's uh he's obviously a character in it. And Danny DeVito is he's Danny DeVito. Yeah, he's great. Yeah, um, it's always great. Happy Gilmore's mom shows up as the nun. Yeah, she's well, not the nun, but she's like yeah, not the fuck nun. I think she's like like the the nun in charge of the orphanage, right? Then we have crime girlfriend, yeah, uh, Nancy, Nancy, Chloe Nancy. Webb, Nancy, not the best taste in men in in movies. I mean, nope. Uh, the sister wants his hog who bakes some cookies. Yep, Kelly um, Preston, yeah. uh, fucking Quato, <laughs> Quato, of course. He's like a weirdly folksy murderer. It's very yes. funny. I wrote folksy assassin. Yeah. <laughs> and Arnold must have saw this film and he was like, I got a great, I got a great role for you. Yeah. I don't know how it works out, but yeah, me he's either. immediately in total recall after this. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. He's fucking terrifying as always. Yeah. <laughs> he's doing great. And it's, it's from that area. It reminds me of the villain in cuffs where they're like, have a quirk, be quirky. Yeah. In some way. And so yeah. he's just like weird and quirky bad guy. Yeah. Um, we have the Hawaiian shirt bad guys, which yeah. we learn later why they're in Hawaiian shirts. But at the time I was like, oh, this is awesome. <laughs> Look yeah. at these motherfuckers. They're just two nerds stealing technology and wearing Hawaiian shirts to trick David yeah. Caruso. Yep. And thinking they're tourists. And yes, we must talk when about David Al- Caruso. Yeah. When I saw Al, I was like, surely that's not David Caruso, right? <laughs> Why would that be David Caruso? And Googled it like, oh, I'll be. It is absolutely David Caruso. Yeah. Um, another side character, the thug, the brother who tries to attack him with a fire axe. I was like, Jesus Christ. I mean, I get it. Like, yeah, Schwarzenegger is getting the best of him. He's getting wow. his ass beat by a man in cargo shorts. So yep. go for the fire axe. Yeah. Shout out to when Schwarzenegger puts his car in two wheels and turns into a different person. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's just visibly <laughs> a different person. Yeah. <laughs> um, another side character I want to point out is that scientist who sees Danny DeVito and this big guy come in and tells them that he's like afterbirth shit. And it's like, why would you do that in this moment? Right. After, he just kicked down your door. Exactly. Like after they initially go in. Uh, and they've been warned ahead of time that this guy is a dickhead. Um, yeah. And Arnold has a fun moment where he's like, I don't know what that means, but I think I do. Uh, so they go into his <laughs> office and he's like, you're going to tell me about our mother. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about. Get out of here. And then in the hallway, he's like, he's lying. Like he actually gets mad for the first time and yep. goes back and kicks the door so hard <laughs> that it flies off of its hinges forward into the room like a cannonball. 
And then Storm's in there and rips out this photo and is like, that's you in this photo. You know who our mother is. So, like, that interaction has already occurred when he's down in his secret Nazi basement telling him, you're the shitty afterbirth. I was like, no. Maybe he's going to front kick you like he front kicked that door. I don't know. Chill out, maybe. But then again, we we know that his defining characteristic is he's a dickhead. He's a dickhead. He comes back later in the movie to get punched in the face by their mom. That's true. Uh... The final character, background character I have is that entire bar of people who cheer after three guys get wasted and they have no context for it. It's my favorite thing that happens in movies of this era, which is like someone gets their ass kicked, crowd of strangers goes, yay! Yeah, people just really jazz to witness a fight <laughs> just, in public. Yeah, they just like the violence. Um, that's it I have for side characters. Yeah, I think wins. I feel like Marshall Bell. Probably I feel like wins. Marshall Bell is the folksy murderer. Yeah, yeah. If you know, if, I, I feel like we can't pick Danny DeVito because that feels like cheating. He's yeah, yeah. He's not a side he's, character. He's like he's a ma- they're co-main he's a characters. Yeah, yeah. They're they're two leads in this film. Yeah. So yeah, I would say Marshall Bell as the folksy murderer. <laughs> yeah, for sure. That's the thing about doing a podcast where it's f- like. Arnold is the center of our universe. That doesn't mean he's necessarily going to be the main character in all of these. That's true. You know what we, I mean? we, yeah, we talked about the running of the beefcakes. He's a side character in that. Yeah, Whatever exactly. That movie was, what was that movie called? I don't. I have fucked if I know. But I, I, it's Jeff Bridges, right? Yeah, Jeff Bridges and Sally Field. Is that right? Yeah, that's like a fucking dream I had. Yeah. Jesus. Um, well, let's talk about the most Arnold. This is the moment that is the most Arnold. I have two that I thought of. One we just referenced. Let me hear him. When he kicks the door? Yeah, when he kicks the door down. The other, and it's a subtle line, but it it reminds me of the most comedy Arnold, where he says, bullshit walks, and Arnold goes, how can bullshit walk? That's slang, huh? Uh, And it just sums him up, like, in the movie. Yeah. In the comedy side as being, like, naive. Because I do believe Arnold, his comedy career from here on, is definitely hinged on, I'm a tough guy, I know how to fight, and then here's a situation I'm not used to. Yeah. Um, it's putting him into situations know, a, where... A, a him, cop in a yeah. kindergarten. Exactly. Or a jingle all the way. Like, he's put into a yep. situation where being Arnold Schwarzenegger does not help him. Yeah, or even True Lies, where it's like, suddenly right. he's just jealous of Bill Paxton. Right. Like, it's just, it's just like putting him in a situation where all the muscle in the world doesn't solve it. Uh, yeah, and that's, in point of fact, Phil Hartman has a line in Jingle All the Way where he looks at him with disgust and says, "You can't bench press your way out of this." Yeah, exactly. Um, so yeah, um, no, I, um, I would, yeah, it's. I think I would probably pick both of those moments. There's, I think, the one I might pick is when he takes the car up on two wheels and drives it for a minute before coming down to park in in front of a Fonz. Uh, and this he, is, and he's then so delighted when, yeah, because Devito pulls up. And he's like, did you see when I went on two wheels up there? I can teach you how to do it. <laughs> like, it's so good. Yeah. <laughs> he's adorable. He's so excited. Yeah. <laughs> oh, fuck. And he just wants to, he just wants to do stuff with Danny DeVito. So we can he, go to yeah, the he museum. Yeah. Go to the museum. I want to go to the museum with Schwarzenegger. I want to go to the World War II section and be like, does this ring a bell to you? You Nazi Superman. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah. really weird. 
it's so fucking strange that that's how this movie starts. Uh, but yeah, that, that's that's my pick is the uh, the the that's two, fair. convertible on two wheels. Yeah. Well, now it's time to rate using our rating system. Uh, Tom, what did what's our rating system? Um, it could. Uh, I guess Hawaiian shirts. Do we want to do Hawaiian shirts? Yeah. Or dead David Caruso's. But dead David Caruso's. We can neither confirm nor deny. No, um, but it's we're pretty right. certain David Caruso lies dead in a in a parking lot yeah. attendance booth somewhere in Los so Angeles. Between three and a hundred and seven Hawaiian shirts, what would you give this? I would probably give it a hundred and seven Hawaiian shirts. Me too. I would give I, it the I maximum really, allowable really agree with Hawaiian that. shirts. I wouldn't go over, but Mm-mm. I agree, hundred and seven because it uh again it's 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 this artifact of mm-hmm. the nineties. Where it's 80s, like the, 80s. the plot, eighties. Sorry, uh, where the plot is just out of its fucking mind, and it, I really truly believe, if for example Hulk Hogan had done this movie, it would have fallen apart. Yeah. Whereas these people doing it carried the movie so well that it doesn't matter that the movie itself is batshit. Uh, and I will forget the plot of this movie again. Oh yeah. But I won't forget that. Arnold Schwarzenegger is a delight in it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. It's just, he's so good. He's so fun in this movie. And it's so, such, really an, is. such an important, like, I don't think we get Last Action Hero without this, right? Like, you don't, there's, no. a, there's a lot of movies we don't get. You know, some of them are I bad. I can't like, wait for Last Action Hero. Like Junior, when they reteam, Ivan Reitman, Schwarzenegger, and DeVito reteam for Junior. That's not a good movie. I, but, okay. <laughs> I, I don't remember if that's a good movie. I, yeah, I feel like it's not a good movie, right? Yeah, I rewatched it recently. It's pretty bad, but I'm I we'll probably oh, end up talking about it. But like Oh, we will. Uh, yeah, this movie is just I don't know. I'll give it the maximum allowable amount of Hawaiian shirts because uh of how delightful Arnold is in it. Yeah. All right. Shit, that's the episode. We did it. We did twins. We have done it, Dave. We have logged twins. Put it in the put it in the vat or whatever. We're Place doing. a check mark next to twins. Yeah. Um, Norm from Cheers, thank you so much. Thank you. Uh, as always, a delight, a delight. This is uh, this is done through our Patreon, Patreon.com/slash Gamefully Unemployed. Uh, for just five dollars a month, you get access to a bunch of podcasts on there that are exclusive. Tom and Jeff watch Batman. Fox Mulder is a maniac. Those are both exclusive. We also do stuff stuff with the Small Beans, which is uh, Star Trek: The Next Futurama and Spiel Boys. We also watch movies with our patrons every Friday night. And of course, you can make custom episodes that we will do, such as this one. Uh, and so, yeah, check it out. Lots of good stuff on there. Yeah, we also have a store. Head over to GameFlanEmployed.com. You can find a link to our Teespring store, where we have all kinds of cool original artwork and designs you can get on T-shirts, mugs, stickers, posters, all sorts of things. So yep. slap your twin peepers onto that. Right. And thanks for listening to the plugs. I'm guessing like 90% of the people hit hit stop. Yeah, why would you? When we're like, we have a Patreon. Yeah, no, no, I'm yeah, I'm not blaming those people. However. Because I do it all the fucking time. However, if you've listened this far, we very often do more bits. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe not this yeah. time, but sometimes. Yeah, and we reveal things about ourselves. For example, I'm afraid of commitment. Mm-hmm. You know? Uh, it really, you know, it freaks me out. Yeah, I am afraid. And so I sabotage myself. And I'm afraid of Dave's commitment. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, because when I'm committed, it's fucked up. Nobody like yeah. You're like Marshall Bell in the movie Twins. Exactly. I'm a, I'm a real maniac. <laughs> Just a real folksy <laughs> murderer. Yeah, I sh- I should be afraid of commitment. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye. <laughs> Australia, 